Are you ready for the good news of the gospel? If you have correct believing, all things are possible for you. Welcome to All Things Are Possible podcast with your host, S.T. Smith, where you'll get the uncompromised word of God and bite-sized nuggets. So grab your Bible and get ready for some good news. Now here's your host, S.T. Smith. Hello, I'm your host, S.T. Smith. Thank you for joining my podcast today. As a brief introduction, I would like to just share a little bit about myself before we get into this particular episode. In 1972, I had a near-death experience that led to a supernatural encounter, and I was shown a miracle-producing force that changed my life. I knew nothing was going to be the same. I'll share more details in future episodes, but for now, let's discuss why I named this podcast All Things Are Possible. Now, in this episode... I'll be discussing some background which will lay the foundation for this and future episodes, okay? So, with the Word of God open on the screens in front of me, let's dive in. We first have to go back to the beginning, when God first created mankind in Genesis chapter 1, and in verse 26 it says, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Isn't it nice to know we have dominion over creeps? (laughs) I like that. All right, so Strong's literal translation says, according to our likeness. The Amplified Bible says, in our image, according to our likeness, not physical, but spiritual. Now, that word likeness means an exact duplication or kind. What were the next words out of God's mouth? Let them have dominion over everything on the earth. Look, mankind was to exercise dominion on this earth. Jesus is a king, right? He's the king of kings. So, what is a king? A king rules over a domain. He has servants and slaves to do his bidding. The domain is subject to him and his words. He has sovereignty over his domain. What the king says goes. God bound himself by speaking the words, let them have dominion. Look, he will not operate in this world without mankind. His word is a covenant and cannot be altered or broken. God is sovereign in the sense that he's paramount and supreme. There's no one higher in authority or power. But that doesn't mean he exercises his power by controlling everything in our lives. God has given us the freedom to choose. He has a plan for us, sure. He seeks to reveal that plan to us and urges us in that direction. But we have to choose. He doesn't make our choices for us. Look, so when someone says you are where you are and what you are, because of the choices you've made, that's true. Look, the dictionary defines sovereign as uh, one, paramount, supreme. Two, having supreme rank or power. Three, independent, a sovereign state. Four, excellent. Look, all those definitions would apply to God, right? But none of those definitions means that God controls everything. Mankind was created after God's image and likeness. Right? And like I said, if you study that out, it means an exact duplication and kind. Wow. 
Jesus quoted Psalm 82. He said, I have said, you are gods. You are all sons of the Most High. Mankind was to be God of this earth. He was to rule over the earth's domain like a king. He was given complete sovereignty and authority to rule and reign. It's important to note that God gave this authority to physical human beings. He didn't qualify it with any conditions. Just had to be physical human beings. Man could do whatever he wanted with his authority. In Psalm 8 it says, What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visited him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. Now look, if you look it up in Strong's Concordance, that Hebrew word that was translated angels in Psalm 8 was Elohim. We've heard that word before, right? The reference in Psalm 8 is the only time in Scripture that this word was translated angels. But there are over 2,000 verses where this same word is translated God in reference to the Lord God Almighty. So what does this verse actually say? It's saying that man was created a little lower than God. Wow, what a statement. Psalm 115 says, The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. Right? Look, Deuteronomy 30 says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, gives us a clue here, choose life that both you and your seed may live. God gave us all the ability and right to choose whether we want to operate under life with blessings or death with curses. God gave the earth to mankind to rule and to, and to do with as they pleased. In other words, the Lord gave mankind total dominion, but mankind is not presently exercising their God-given dominion and authority over the earth, are they? That's pretty obvious. That's because we sold out to the devil. And he's been using that authority to oppress mankind. Look, read Genesis chapter 3. Okay, so what happened? Satan came in and got them to believe that God didn't mean what he said. Did God really say you shall not eat of every tree? Eve replied, we may eat of the fruit of the trees, but of the fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden, God said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. All right, now wait a minute. Did God say they couldn't touch it? No, he just said they shouldn't eat it. Eve showed that she didn't really listen to what God told Adam by misquoting him. Look, without being clear on what God says, she was susceptible to the serpent's cunning words. All right, so where did Satan come from anyway? Well, if we look in Ezekiel 28, it's an allegory used to explain how the anointed cherub Lucifer became Satan. God created Lucifer full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. He was the seal of perfection. God placed him in the Garden of Eden to serve mankind. How do we know that? Well, we can uh, deduct by Hebrews 1 that says, The angels were all to be ministering spirits, spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation. That's mankind. 
God sent Lucifer, his top angel, down to earth to minister to Adam and Eve. Ezekiel 28 says that Lucifer was in the Garden of Eden, perfect in his ways, from the day he was created until iniquity was found in him. Look, if you look in Isaiah 14, it talks about how Lucifer wanted to exalt his throne above the stars of God and be like the Most High. <laughs> Look, he knew he couldn't do this on his own, and he saw that angelic spirits had no authority on earth to exercise any power because God has given total authority over to physical mankind. So Lucifer saw that God made man the God of this earth giving them unconditional power and authority. He knew that when God makes a covenant, he cannot alter it. Look, look up Psalm 89, and it states that, My covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. Hebrews 6 says that it's impossible for God to lie. So Lucifer had to figure out a way to convince mankind to turn all that authority over to him so that he could then be the God of this world. See, Lucifer knew that he couldn't directly exalt himself and, and be like the Most High, and that he couldn't force mankind to give him all the authority God had given them, so he used deception. Aha, deception, the Satan's main trick. Look, Wikipedia defines deception as follows. Deception or falsehood is an act or statement that misleads, hides the truth, or promotes a belief, concept, or idea that is not true. It is often done for personal gain or advantage. Deception can involve assimilation, propaganda, and sleight of hand, as well as distraction, camouflage, or concealment. See, Lucifer saw an opportunity here with the unconditional authority over the earth that God had given to mankind. He saw that if he could get Adam and Eve to yield to him and rebel against God, then he could become the new God of this world. Look at 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. Lucifer entered a serpent, which was the most cunning animal God had made, and said to Eve, You won't die. God knows that if you eat it, you'll be as gods, knowing good and evil. But wait, they already were gods. God, they were created in God's image and likeness. But when she saw the tree was good for food and then it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took the food and ate it and gave some to Adam that was right there with her. Their eyes were opened and, and fear entered, so they hid themselves, right? Look, Romans 6 says that whoever you yield yourself servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. Look, mankind disobeyed God and obeyed Lucifer. Of their own free will, they yield to him, thereby transferring all their authority over to him, an angel, which at that moment he became Satan. Adam brought a curse upon every person yet to be born. Mankind fell from their exalted position, Look, if you think of it, mankind went from sovereign to sinner to servant to slave all in one bite. They fell under the dominion of sin, and from that time on, sin ruled over them. 
Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. It's clear that death came as a result of sin. God made man to rule. He's become ruled. God made man to have dominion. He's become dominated. God made man, made the body to be the servant of the spirit, but the body has become the master. The appetites of the flesh, uh, money, uh, material goods, were all to be our servants, but most of the time they are our masters. 1 Corinthians 3 in, in, in the Living Bible says, God has already given us everything we need. Even life and death are our servants. The world is our servant. God created us to be kings. Revelation 1 and verse 6 says, God created us to be kings and priests. Adam and Eve were to be rulers, not just tenants in the garden. So what happened? Adam slipped out of the spirit realm and into the sense realm. His senses took over. He became a servant and a slave to his senses. At that moment, he lost all dominion. Solomon, who was the wisest man to ever live outside of Jesus, said in Ecclesiastes 10, There is an evil that I have seen under the sun, as it were an error proceeding from the ruler. Folly is set in many high places, and the rich sit in a low place. I have seen slaves on horses... And princes walking on the ground like slaves. Solomon saw princes walking while slaves were riding horseback. Hmm. The opposite of what God created. So when did man stop riding and start walking? When he disobeyed God's command. I can rule my own life became man's motto. When man started relying on his own wisdom and understanding and senses, he got down to walking. When do you get bound? When you give in to your senses. God created our five senses for good, sure. But when we rely on our own wisdom by doing what our senses tell us, we will get in trouble. It takes the wisdom that comes from God's word to discern accurately. Look, lies and imaginations will bind us, right? Jonah in chapter 2 says, those that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Hmm. That word, Hebrew word, observe, means to be circumspect, to take heed, to help, self, keep, mark, look narrowly, watch. Look, we can't keep lies and evil imaginations from coming, but it's when we take heed to them that gets us into trouble. Someone said, you can't keep birds from flying over your head but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair, right? I like that. When the circumstances of life and the word of man become more real to us than God's word, that's when we observe lying vanities and we limit what power we can release in this earth. In a sense, we, we tie God's hands and shut off his power. In Psalm 78, it says, when we turn our backs on God, we limit what he can do for us. We can limit God. Remember, in Galatians 3.28, it says, God can do for us only according to the power that works in us. That's referring to spiritual power. Satan became the God of this world. We are the ones who made Satan. We are the ones who enabled Lucifer to leave his position in heaven, come to 
into a fallen state and rule the earth as Satan, the god of this world. When sin entered the world, everything associated with sin entered as well. Death, sickness, uh, disease, crime, poverty, you name it. A curse came upon the earth as sin and death ruled. Isaiah 24, 6 says, Therefore a curse consumes the earth. Its people must bear their guilt. Therefore earth's inhabitants are burned up and very few are left. In Romans 5, Paul writes that through one man sin entered the world and death through sin. And thus death spread to all men because all sinned. Look, read Exodus 28. It lists all the curses that came upon the earth due to mankind's disobedience. There are several listed, right? But it boils down to poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. In verse 45, it says, All these curses shall come upon you and pursue you and overtake you until you are destroyed. Oh, my gosh. In verse 61, it even says that every curse and affliction not recorded in this list will come upon mankind as well as until they are destroyed. All that is because we disobeyed God. We were originally intended to be gods, absolute rulers over this earth and world. But mankind gave their dominion and authority and power to Lucifer. So God created Lucifer, but Adam and Eve turned him into Satan. They didn't create Satan in the sense that God had already created Lucifer as an angelic being. But Adam and Eve made Satan who he was by, by giving him their power and authority. 